Welcome to the Rural Woman Podcast, a platform for women in agriculture, ranching, homesteading, and more to share their stories. I'm your host, Caitlin Dubin. Friends, we're approaching the two-year anniversary of the Rural Woman Podcast, and I want to celebrate by hosting a giveaway. You can win a Rural Woman prize pack with podcast gear and some other great goodies. To enter, all you have to do is take a screenshot of the episode that you're listening to right now and share it on your social media. Be sure to tag me at Wildrose Farmer and use the hashtag the Rural Woman Podcast. That's it. It's that easy. Contest is open from now until March 22nd, 2021. For more details, including what's included in the prize pack, head to today's show notes. Happy listening and good luck to you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Rural Woman Podcast. On this week's episode, you'll meet Kylie Bartman. Kylie and her husband Scott are first-generation farmers who both grew up in rural Alberta, but not on farms. Their farm, Lazuli Farms, started in 2017 with two pigs and 25 chickens and a goal to grow their own healthy, nutritious food and to show their kids where food comes from. I am very excited for you guys to meet Kylie today. This is kind of like the mini kickoff to Canadian Egg Day, which is Tuesday, February 23rd, which I'm not going to give anything away, but make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast because you never know if there might be an episode that comes out on a Tuesday. I'm just saying, that's all I'm going to say to you guys. (laughs) So we're actually going to take a little bit of a break from reading the listener reviews on the air for some other fun, exciting stuff that's happening on the show. You may have heard last week that I announced the upcoming two-year anniversary giveaway that I'm doing for the Rural Woman podcast. Instead of reading the listener reviews, which I love, and I still encourage you to leave them, but I'm going to highlight some of the amazing, generous gifts that have been given as part of this giveaway so you guys know what you're getting when you enter. So first up comes from our friend of the podcast, Rochelle Barrett, who was on episode 50. If you guys remember, Rochelle Barrett was the mystery lady who wrote the amazing piece that we read in Kylie Wongrowski's episode, The Lavender Farmer, way back in the beginning of the show. Rochelle has published a book which is amazing. It's called Prairie Ponderings. It's a collection of photos, short stories, and essays of her favorite ponderings. And if you guys follow Rochelle Barrett anywhere, you guys know that she has some amazing things to say. So you're going to get a copy of that book as well as a beautiful beanie. Now she calls them a beanie. If you're in Canada, it's called a toque. Um, <laughs> or if you're way down south, I think you call them a toboggan, whichever it's a winter hat. So you're going to get one of those from Rochelle Barrett, which is super generous. And thank you so much. You can find Rochelle at the Prairie Crocus over on Instagram and at the Prairie Crocus blog and photography over on Facebook. I'm going to put all of these in today's show notes so you can find them because you're going to need them. Next up, our friend of the show, Amanda Volson, who was on episode 65, where we chatted about farm safety, has donated some of her beautiful vintage photographs and 
as well, you will get a 2021 calendar from her with all of her beautiful photos in it. I personally have one hanging in my office and I just love it. It's so nice. So you can find Amanda on Instagram at Amanda Volson Photography. So the reason that I say these lovely ladies handles is because when you guys take your screenshots and tag me and hashtag the Royal Woman podcast for your entry for the giveaway, if you guys include these lovely ladies handles too, you're going to get some extra entries. I just wanted to include everyone in all of the fun for the giveaway. So all of the details for the second anniversary giveaway are in today's show notes including handles for Rochelle and Amanda. From now until giveaway time, which is March 22nd, I'm going to be highlighting the incredible gifts that have been given for this giveaway. There are so many and you can see them all over on wildrosefarmer.com. Without further ado, my friends, let's get to this week's episode with Kylie. Hello, Kylie. How are you? I am doing great, Caitlin. I am so excited to talk to you this fine day here in Alberta, my neighbor to the north. (laughs) I have been connected with you on Instagram for some time now, and I have loved getting to know your story, and I'm excited to share your story with my audience. Thanks, Caitlin. I'm, I'm excited to chat with you today. For my listeners who are unfamiliar with you, give us your background, who you are, where you're from, and how you got your start. Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. I'm happy to do that. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kylie Bartman. My husband and I are owner-operator of a farm in central Alberta. We're in Cameron County, Alberta. Uh, we should farmers. So our grandparents were farmers. We had some aunt and uncles that were farmers, but our parents it did not farm. We lived uh, in a small town in Alberta and were, you know, had some farming friends. So we did not grow up around agriculture. We started a farm about three years ago. We wanted to uh, connect our family back with nature and with our food. And so we moved out to a beautiful piece of land just outside of town and we started with chickens. So fast forward three years and we now raise cattle, pigs, sheep and chickens. On our farm, we we do direct-to-consumer meat sales, so we sell everything directly to our consumer shop, as well as we have started our on-farm store, and so that's a little bit about the farm. I'm a pharmacist by day and a farmer the rest of the time, so night and weekends are consumed by our farm. We we, uh, really believe in wholesome, and uh, we collaborate with other local farms and producers and artisans to share the local food scene, and we offer that uh, food and goods in our online and our in-store shop uh, to consumers, to their farmer, and to their food. So we share our journey on social media and really try to connect people in that way. So that's just a little bit about me and our farm. So many good things here to unpack. Kylie, take us through the first few years of your farm. You said that you guys were growing food just to test it out to see how you guys liked it. And obviously you fell in love with it to make it into business for you and your family. Take us through what were some of your biggest challenges you faced as a first generation farmer and also share with us some of the big wins that you guys celebrated. That's a great question, Caitlin. You know, it's funny after three and a half years of having the farm. It's really hard to go back and think about where we were three and a half years ago. We've learned 
so, so much that sometimes you forget about how little. Um, thinking back to some of those challenges, um, originally when we started raising animals, it was really just learning how to raise an animal. You know, what, what do they need for feed? How grow them for? How do you care for them? What's the best way to do that? How do you do it economically, right? You know, how do you do something that's efficient and best for the animal, but to do it without breaking the bank and things like that. So I think those are some of the things for us. Even where to find the animals from. Like, where do you find wiener pigs? And like, how do you transport them? Like, all of those pieces. So I feel like it was the actual farm really challenging at the start because there was so much to learn. Our, our learning curve was huge. And then I think from there, it was really, you know, learning about business. You know, neither of us came from business backgrounds. We've always been employees for our whole uh, career. So really the part of things, you know, how to set up a business, how to set up a website, you know, all of those sorts of pieces. Uh, definitely, you know, that's come a long way over the years. And then just how to market in product. How do you, what's the best way to do that? And those sorts of things. I feel like there's been tons and tons of challenges. I feel like the successes for us really come in the connections with the people, you know, the connections with the people who are eating our food. So eating with people at the farmer's market, connecting with people through Instagram and social media, and just, you know, having people come to visit the farm and things like that. Really making those connections with people have been the most successful. I feel like you, there's always challenges in every day and all the things you do. I think for anyone who's listening who is also a fellow farmer, there's always challenges, right? Whether it's freezing hoses or um, or uh, you know your butcher shop closes down or just any of those things that kind of throw, throw you for a loop. Absolutely. And I like what you said about well, really all of it, because a lot of the things also being a first generation farmer and like, first of all, learning about livestock and learning about animals and how they need to be cared for and what they need. Because for me, growing up, I had a cat and a dog and knew everything about them, right? Well, when you're raising livestock, it can be a different situation. You're having to find different resources and different vets and all of the things that, you know, you just don't really think of as a person at a culture. And making a profit on these animals, right? Like not sinking every dollar into them and knowing what you need to do and what your profit margins are and all of the things like for people outside of agriculture, I really think they just don't realize like how much work and how much money goes into an animal for on the other end for them a hamburger in the grocery store, right? Like it's it's a whole nother world that a lot of people don't understand. So by you making these connections with your customers, I think it's really important for them to see what you're doing and how you're raising them in order for you to make a profit in order for them to enjoy your product. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think back to the little things that, you know, at the beginning were challenging, you know, when we we butchered the first had on farm, even just figuring out what cuts of meat there were, right? I mean, we'd obviously ate pork prior to that, but I had no idea, you know, what the different cuts were that and which things uh, we would love and things like that. So, so there's just so many, so many pieces to the puzzle as a, you know, a beginning farmer that you just got to learn and you just got to go with the flow and learn it as you go. And, and eventually, you know, that just becomes second nature. Uh, there's always something new to learn. That's for sure. 
for sure. And when it comes to learning, what would you say were some of your biggest inspirations or biggest learning tools that you got? Yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine trying to be a first-generation farmer 20 years ago. You know, the power of the internet these days is amazing. I think back to three years ago, three and a half years ago when we first started, I feel like podcasts was probably, there's a few beginning farmer podcasts out there, and they really talk about you know, direct to consumer and, you know, different marketing avenues like farmers markets or, you know, retail, things like that. Uh, They really sort of delved into a lot of that, that sort of nitty gritty of where to even start thinking about pricing and things like that. So I feel like podcasts was kind of the initial inspiration for us. And, you know, in the past year or so, I would say huge, huge part. There's lots of farmers who now share their stories through YouTube and, and have some really educational uh, videos and stuff out there that you can watch um, as well. There's lots of farmers uh, across North America that share their journeys and there's tons and tons that we can learn from each other in that way. For sure. And I think, you know, hearing it from that perspective and knowing that you're sharing your story and not is it helping farmer, but it's also helping people outside of agriculture or wanting to get into the field, quote unquote, not meant to be a pun, but <laughs> looking to get into this lifestyle and knowing showing the reality of it. And because we've all heard the country songs and seen in the movies how romantic the farm life can be, but really you need to see the other side of it too and the struggles that we face and the challenge. And then knowing how to work through those and continue to provide food for people as well as have a liable business for your family. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting as well is that uh, I find the egg community is very much community and collaboration over competition. So, you know, we've made some really great connections with fellow livestock farmers in our area and in Alberta that we've been able to sort of ask for, you know, they'll reach out to us with questions about, you know, something that we've shared in our story and vice versa. And, you know, I think everybody is just so willing to help each other out, right? It's, you know, really as a collective trying to encourage and can seek out local farms, whether that's our farm or another local farm, but really just trying to just to change the the sort of perspective of, of really where your food comes from, but to work together and collaborate with that. So, you know, it's been great. There's been ways that we've been able to reach out in Alberta just to, you know, ask those questions about different things to farmers doing similar stuff to us. So it's been great. You can help support the stories of women in agriculture to be shared through the Rural Woman podcast on Patreon. What is Patreon? It's a membership-based platform that helps fund and support creators like me to create and produce content like this that you all love. New to the Rural Woman podcast Patreon is ad-free listening and patron-only bonus content and exclusive episodes. Learn more and join the patron gang today at patreon.com slash the rural woman podcast. So Kylie, what made you decide that you direct market your products versus other avenues? Yeah, I mean, we started off really small, you know, starting off with just a couple pigs and then the next batch we got was about 10. We 
you know, we looked a little bit into auction marts and sort of what that looked like, and it kind of scared us. We didn't really know what that sort of whole thing was all about. So, you know, we just really started off immediately into the direct marketing thing, and, you know, we kind of started and we were like, okay, if we're only finishing, you know, 20 pigs this year, what does that look like for our pocketbook? And, you know, it just didn't make any sense at all to do sort of, you know, your traditional stuff to uh, a market and that sort of thing because we'd barely be able to cover the costs of any infrastructure we'd be putting in and things like that. So direct-to-consumer really just made sense for our operation. So take us through the journey of ported to direct market your products. Yeah, so, I mean, to start with... uh, huge piece of thing is family and friends, right? Just uh, reaching them, you know, getting them to uh, know that you're even doing that, right? Like, I feel like that took time for even just, you know, good friends and family and stuff to know that we were even farming and that we had something available for them to buy. So I feel like that for us, it started with family and friends. Here we uh, did a farmer's market right in our home community here in Cameroons. And and that was really huge too, to just make those connections with our local community. And I feel like, you know, to start with, it was leaders who got behind what we were doing and they just sort of share things word of mouth and that sort of thing. So, so I feel like it's starting small and building from there. And then we got, uh, you know, we got our website set up and really started uh, and sharing our journey through our social media uh, quite heavily, probably about just over a year ago. And that's really helped uh, make connections with people further away from, from our home community. And, and that's been us as well. Yeah, and then we work on trying to build our email lists as we go because we find, you know, it's a really great way to share our journey as well through an email newsletter. So, you know, sharing a little bit about what's happening on the farm and allowing people to connect with us that way as well. Very cool. And I know in the year of 2020, direct marketing sales from on-farm for most places were quite successful due to the lack there was of in a grocery store and the non-traditional buying methods of a consumer. So tell us what your year of 2020 looked like for you guys on your farm. Yeah, thanks, Caitlin. That's a great question. Back in early 2020, before COVID existed, or I shouldn't say that, before it came to Canada, we had started making plans to ship across Alberta. So we were starting digging into that, figuring out how we were going to And so just as COVID was upon us back in March of 2020, we had ordered our um, insulated box liners and our boxes, and uh, we're getting ready to ship across Alberta back in April of 2020. And I mean, it, it was perfect timing with the hit of hit of COVID and more people looking for online shopping and ways to get things to come direct to their door. And so that's been really great. We had really talked about it prior to that. We know crazy busy, you know, things are pretty shut down right now, but in a regular, you know, the normal, I guess the new, the, the old normal in our lives is that, you know, people are just really busy. They want to, to support local and they really want to eat those really great um, meats and foods from people. But uh, it was just harder to do. You know, they didn't have time to run to a farmer's market and those sorts of things. So we really just wanted to provide an avenue to um, get things directly to the doorstep, directly from the farm. So so that's been really big for us to be able to ship all across Alberta right to people's doorsteps. So, so that's been huge for us. So is it just currently Alberta that you're able to send to or are you able to send to other provinces as well? Yeah, so that's an interesting one. With the regulations and legislation in Alberta right now, 
if you take your malfected abattoir, so to the butcher shop, you can actually only sell your meat within Alberta. So that does create some challenges. It's only the larger uh, butcher places, um, things like Cargill and that sort of are federally inspected facilities. And so those federally inspected facilities, you can sell anywhere across Canada, but in particular, it is just the Alberta inspected that can be sold across Alberta. Gotcha. So we're lucky in Alberta, we get to have your dent to our doors and not anyone else. (laughs) Yes, you got it. (laughs) So what are your future plans then for direct marketing and for your farm? Yeah, so we actually just opened our on-farm store here in the last week. First, it was on Saturday. So providing a way that people can uh, pop out to the farm, they can uh, make their selections right at the farm store, right from the freezers. But I'm happy to see the farm and to really make that connection to what our way of farming is, as well as, uh, you know, we carry a number of other products in our store from other local artists, food producers and farms. So giving a way for people to connect to, to their farm. Very cool. And that's very exciting that you just opened this past Saturday. So congratulations. That's really exciting. Yeah, it was a really fun day. We're glad that people were able to come out and and support us. And it was really great to be able to share a bit about the farm with them in person. It was was wonderful. Right. Those it's far between those in-person interactions that we get to have. So it's always nice once we get to have them. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. That's for sure. So I have kind of a uh, not a weird question. I think for me, it makes sense in my come from outside of agriculture, as do you. So coming from a non-egg background and coming into agriculture, I feel like we kind of have somewhat of an advantage over the product been born and raised into this because we have the outsider's perspective. What do you want other farmers and ranchers and producers to know? And I think you're right. Like, I think there is a a different perspective when you've never been in agriculture before coming into it. And I think, I think it's interesting that I feel that, you know, a lot of farmers are very similar in their approaches to to how they raise their animals. And I think that's because we're coming from the outside in into the egg world. So, So that I find has been very interesting to see. Yeah, what a really good question. I know I said I wouldn't stump you, but maybe I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it's being able to connect back to the consumer and really ask them what they want, right? And that, you know, when you work in agriculture forever and ever, I feel like sometimes sometimes you're not really thinking about that piece about, you know, what is the connection to the consumer at the end and what is it that they're looking for? The one thing I can maybe share as a perspective coming from that, from outside of egg. Right. Well, and I think there's just things that once you're in this industry for so long or you've been born and raised to it, there's just things that are just second nature to you and you just know them, understanding that there are people who don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it that way. And I don't think people for the most part, are malicious in asking or accusing or anything like that. They're just of what you're doing and why you've chosen to produce the food in this certain way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I find it interesting for us too, you know, we've made a lot of connections with people who have been farming for generations. And, you know, we learn a lot from them as well. There's there's so much to offer there. And so it's always interesting because they, you know, They've done stuff a certain way for so long that it does become second nature. So when we ask the question, sometimes we're like, oh, well, 
you know, they're surprised that we don't know that. <laughs> so, so they've got lots and lots of uh, great information to share with us as well. So, yeah, it's been great to connect in with, uh, with everybody in all different sectors of ag to learn more about their story journey. I ask those type of questions to my husband on the regular basis. So <laughs> I, can, I, I feel that on another level. <laughs> yes. Yes, as he's trying not to. <laughs> Oh, Kylie, it has been so great chatting with you today. My last question for you is, what is the most rewarding part for you about being a farmer? I love this question, um, all of your guests, and I love all the different responses. I think for us, there's it's kind of twofold. I feel like it's the connection to the people that are eating our food. You know, I think... I think there's something about food and about producing food for other people. I think our food is connected directly to our health, but I also think it's hugely connected to our joy and our happiness. You know, I think about sharing a meal with family and friends and, you know, a huge piece of when we're celebrating a moment in our lives, whether that's a wedding or a birthday or an anniversary or, or something like that, that I just feel like there's this deep connection back to the food that we're eating. And, and I think it's just amazing to be a part of that world. I think secondly, the, the other great thing about, you know, doing what we do is just the amazing food that uh, we can our own family. You know, I think back to the way that we used to eat and, you know, I don't think much has changed other than, you know, I feel that we, we eat a lot of the different sort of nose to tail parts of the animal that, you know, back when you'd shop in a grocery store, you things at the farmer's market, you weren't really trying to use all those different pieces of the animal. So just having that uh, unique and interesting way that we can prepare our food for our family has uh, for us. It gives a new perspective uh, to the term whole food when you're using all of the animal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. For the listeners who would like to connect with you, can they find you online? So they can find us uh, uh, on our website. We've got our website, lots of information on there. We uh, Facebook, you can find us at lazuli.farm. That's L-A-Z-U-L-I dot farm. And our website is uh, com. Perfect. And I will link all of those in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you. And if you are live in Alberta, order some delicious product from your farm. Thanks so much, Caitlin. It's been great chatting with you today. Thank you again so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode with Kylie. She's great, isn't she? They're all great. But Kylie, she's good people. (laughs) I so enjoyed talking with Kylie that we hit that record button again and recorded a bonus episode for the patrons at the $10 tier or higher of the Rural Woman podcast. We chat about where the name Lazuli Farms came from and how a trip to the silos at Magnolia Market down in Waco, Texas has helped shape their customer experience at Lazuli Farms. Guys, I get a little misty in this bonus. (laughs) And we also talk about the importance of health through this perspective of a pharmacist, which Kylie is, like she said, during the day and 
a farmer the rest of the time. So (laughs) if you guys want to hear this bonus extended episode, as well as all of the other extended episodes, plus the bonus episodes that have been recorded for the ears of the patrons at the $10 tier or higher, you can head on over to wildrosefarmer.com and learn more about how you can become a patron through Patreon. Guys, don't forget to take a screenshot of what you're listening to right now and post it on the socials so you can be entered into the two-year anniversary giveaway. Thank you again all so much for tuning in this week, and we'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for listening to The Rural Woman Podcast. A special thanks to our Patreon executive producer, Sarah Reedner of Happiness by the Acre, and to my editor, Max Hofer. For show notes, head on over to wildrosefarmer.com. You can connect with me on social media using the handle at wildrosefarmer on all platforms. If you love the show, make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts, plus share it with a friend. We'll see you next time.